There is a distinction between a movement and the people. That is something that we keep coming back to. But let's go back to what you were saying on Colin Kaepernick and, and the national anthem. This is, this is something I don't understand. And I, when I watch your videos, I go, I truly do not understand. You say, Colin Kaepernick is exercising his First Amendment rights and you are exercising your First Amendment rights in criticizing him. So what you're saying is, you have the right to say anything you want, so shut up. No, not at all. I'm saying I don't agree with what he did. Yes. I think that he went about it the wrong way. I don't think he what understands. What is the right way? When people say that, I'm always fascinated. What is the right way? Here's so, the deal. So, so here's a black man in America who says, I don't know how to get a message across. If I march in the streets, people say I'm a thug. If I go out and I protest, people say that it's a riot. If I bend down on one knee, then it's not. What is the right way? That is something I've always wanted to know. What is the right way for a black Take person it. to Take get attention out. in America? Taking it out. Trevor. Taking it out on our flag and our national anthem, to me. But how? Why would you take out your perceived oppression of black people out on the national anthem and our flag? A country that you live in, a country that you benefit from, a country that people of all races have died for, have died to protect, have died for the vote, died to be enfranchised by this nation. How do you then go and disrespect the flag and the anthem of that country? Well, why is that the outlet? Well, maybe you're a person who's lived and read through history and you realize that a lot of those people of every color who died for this country, some of them didn't have the rights that their fellow servicemen had when they came back to the country after and fighting. And that flag needs a lot maybe, to those folks, too. Maybe you're one of those people who realizes that the penal system in America was designed to oppress black people. It was designed to enslave people. It is a relic of slavery. Maybe you're one of those people. So what I don't understand is a guy is kneeling in the corner. I don't understand why that offends you so much. It's not even like he's trying to sing over you. If he was doing that, he's like, oh, say, oh, say, can me see? No, he's singing. He's not, he's not doing anything that affects you. I don't understand why it gets to you. I genuinely don't. He's in a corner kneeling by himself. Why does that offend you so much? For me, I know what that flag means to me. I know what that flag means to those that are fighting for our country right now. It's bigger than a piece of cloth. It's a symbol of patriotism. Our national anthem has meant a lot to a lot of people. It's got a lot of people through very hard times. In this country, it's got its scars, it's got its wounds, it's got its, its history, but I still believe it's the greatest nation on the face of the earth, and I believe if you live in this country, you can want to better it. But to disrespect our flag and our anthem in that way, and that be your outlet to get out whatever aggression you have, whether it be passive or active aggression. Welcome back to the show called Hashtag Treacherous Tuesdays, starring the candy yam eating, big and small booty technique, well-dressed immaculate, social political activist, that vicious abolitionist Johnny Silvercloud. Before we begin, let's give our shout-outs. So for the uh, top three or top five countries, I'm going to do something different, because it looks like the top three countries are, are not going to change. It's going to be America, UK, or, or Canada. Maybe not in that particular order, but it's going to be those three because it's an English-speaking podcast, and they're English-speaking countries. So that's not going to change. That's solidified. So what I want to do from here is give a shout-out to, to some random countries showing us love. So with that being said, I'll have to give a big shout-out to Russia and South Korea. Now... <laughs> South Korea, I understand because there's Americans there, military bases, military families and stuff. But Russia? I don't know. Y'all must be peeping my Donald Trump critique because we know that y'all 
got him in your pockets. Anyway, with that being said, much love worldwide. So for the top five cities, coming in at number five is Clarks Clarksville, Tennessee. Number four is Grovetown, Georgia. Number three is Rugby, United Kingdom. Number two is Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville still showing us some serious love. And at number one is Mississauga, Canada. Wow, I have a very diverse and colorful um, you know, fan base there. So with that being said, Afro Files. Shall we begin? The intro to the show was Tommy Lauren off the Trevor Noah, show, Trevor Noah show, The Daily Show. I know a lot of folks have uh, critiqued this Daily Show interview. I totally understand that. But right now, I got to get my licks in because I want to key on this one particular question that Tommy Lauren, and to an extent, white conservatives as a whole, duck, you know, duck and dodge. Trevor Noah asked her, what is the right protest for black people to perform under you know, for in order for her to be in agreement. Because I know the answer to this question, and this question is kryptonite to any dumbass conservative. I'm compelled to break word on this issue. First and foremost, I have to say that, I have to say I have some conflicting thoughts with this interview as a whole. The interview on how it was conducted was actually a breath of fresh air in comparison to the sloppiness of CNN, Fox News and whatnot. Because uh, on CNN, these Trump surrogates and conservatives, in general, just yell over everyone else all the fucking time. So, how Lauren appeared on the show it was a clean break from the asinine nature that appeared in Trump's wake. No one was yelling over the other. No one lost patience. No one, no one, no one tired out. That was a plus. So, my conflicting thoughts come from how soft Trevor Noah was. From any objective standpoint. Trevor, by logic and reason, has the upper hand. Trevor Noah should have demolished her nonsensical talking points. The thing that annoys me with Trevor Noah, which is the same with uh, John Stewart and most TV liberals, is they usually prefer mocking, making fun of the conservatives' weak-ass talking points, versus actually demolishing them to the point of no return. As an abolitionist, I get tired of seeing liberals not take these hyper-privileged overpower conservatives seriously. Sure, Noah did smack her weak-ass logic around, but he didn't dig in those guts like how I would've. Deep down, I know Trevor is trying to maintain a working relationship so as to facilitate future appearances on his show, and I can dig that. When I first saw Trevor and Tommy eons ago anyway, I already knew there, there will be a meeting between these two because quite frankly, The Daily Show needs a nemesis. The Daily Show needs a rival. It needs a, a uh, villain, so to speak. So, yeah, they need a villain that can um, show up here and there, similar to the relationship Jon Stewart had with Bill O'Reilly. The difference here is that both Trevor and Tommy are young, so they have plenty of time to play home and away games on each other's shows. And yes, I must admit that I don't have the same patience for stupidity that, uh, you know, uh, an, an actual political comedian does, so I'm not going to expect everyone to be as ruthless as I would be. But we can dream, right? Let's talk about that question, though. What is the right, the right type of protest whites can get down with? What is the proper po protest that won't piss off white people? What type of protest black folks can do that gets well received by whites? 
there's two parts to this answer. There's two parts to this here. There's two parts and answers I'm about to provide. Allow me to lay down the first part. There's no such thing as a black protest against American racism that whites would like, love, agree with, or whatever. There's no such thing. Why? Because black protests against racism breaks that bubble of comfort white people live in. You see, white people in America live in a fictionalized version of the world where they are always good, always right, and racism is over. And there's not a damn thing wrong with how America currently is. White people can only see racism with a 50-year hindsight. 50 to 70-year hindsight, more or less. And they have severe problems seeing it today. Part of the problem white folks have in regards to seeing racism today is the fact that they don't want to. They don't want to face the music, so no. By default, black protests or black disagreement with the, with the white narrative of American society will never get love from the white community as a whole because it requires a breakage from the Truman Show-esque false reality of race relations in America. So yeah, you have that part. Part of this is the fact that white comfort trumps black life to a white person, so to white people, to the white community. So they're not gonna give up their, that comfort, that, that illusion, that drug that we call the USA. The second part of the what's the white right protest question is one that no white person ever wants to own up on. I'm gonna lay this one down real deep and real hard. So ladies and gentlemen, brace for impact. The right way, the most effective way white people protest is through violence. I'm gonna say this again. The right way, the most effective way white, white people protest is through violence. White people, <laughs> white folks, man, they know the answer to that right way to protest question. They don't want you, the black person, to realize this. They don't want you to have that answer. They don't want to empower you to overtake the system they benefit from. But yes, the right, the most effective means to protest, according to white American history, or European history as a whole, is through acts of violence. The right way to protest is through violence. White people know this. They know these things. Europe has a very robust history, history on protests transforming into warfare. America herself was a nation born out of violent white protest. Flip the script, one can say white folks don't even know how to peacefully protest. A British soldier, practically functioning as a cop, shot an unarmed black man, Crispus Attucks, and that sparked the Revolutionary War, so was America born out of peaceful protest? Looking at it further, would a peaceful protest would have even worked? Would that even be possible? Would they would have even would they would have considered that? Would America exist as a separate nation outside of the British Crown had the colonists remained peaceful in protest? Fuck no, America wouldn't exist. Fuck no, America was not born out of peaceful protest. So. White folks know that peaceful protests don't work because they didn't choose that themselves. Another point would be the Civil War. Clearly, the Southerners were in protest of the election of Lincoln. Clearly, the South was in protest, disagreement, if you will, with the North over slavery. Did the South upkeep a peaceful protest? No, they did not. 
white people don't know how to peacefully protest, dude. There's no such thing. Sure, as a rebuttal, you might want to bring up these safety pin motherfuckers in the streets right now, but they ain't real. That's not a real protest. They, ain't, they are not suffering from any real threat. I'm telling you, when you really, when you actually threaten white people, you scare the shit out of them. They move the violence first, not peaceful protests. And they don't give any fucks what any oppressor or perceived threat thinks. I'll go as far as even saying that a, a white person in America has no business criticizing black protests or black protesters. White people are the biggest perpetrators of violent protests. Two large-scale American wars are born out of protests, born out of white protests. So unless a white person is arming us, giving us weapons training, and hand, handing out warfare pamphlets and field manuals, their words, their critique on black protesters continue to fall on deaf ears. Right now, what i like to do is introduce you to our new segment, Tanuki of the Week. Now, before we begin this, allow me to educate you on what a Tanuki is. A Tanuki is a Japanese raccoon dog. A Tanuki is a Japanese raccoon dog. You might be getting where I'm going with this. And you know, like, even further is the representation of the Tanuki in Japanese folklore. In Japanese folklore, the Tanuki is known to be a master of disguise and shape-shifting, but, but the Tanuki is also gullible and uh, absent-minded. I think you're feeling me on this. So yes, Tanuki, you heard it here first. Well, that being said, Tanuki of the Week goes out to David Clark. Yes, that David Clark. The ugly black sheriff guy from Milwaukee, USA. I call this man Slave Catcher. He's one of them slave-catching-ass motherfuckers. This is a black man who who repeatedly misrepresent black protests. On record, he has he has he has on record stated that Black Lives Matter will join ISIL. ISIL is ISIS for those who are not, you know, literal in uh, in their in uh, the name thing. But yes, this guy is that fucking fool. I have a I have a friend who is in the United Kingdom. Bless his heart. He told me that you know people from around the world feel and know that this black man is crazy. This is a crazy ass nigga. Now, if people from the United Kingdom can uh, can understand how crazy and deranged David Clark is, what's going on with the rest of these black folks in America who's not getting the picture? But anyway, um, the greatest tool, tool of white supremacy is a black man parroting white supremacist talking points. Donald Trump is rumored to have this guy run Homeland Security, so we might be seeing more of this guy in the future. So yes, this man, Sheriff David Clark, you are the Tanuki of the week. So with that being said, it's about that time. Thanks for joining us. Before you leave, if you uh, like what you heard, click like and subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you go for your podcast. Do not let this be the last time we hear from you or you hear from us. Follow us on Facebook, AfroSapioFile. And if you want to be heard, you can always leave a voice message at 202-854-1996. That's 202-854-1996. Get yourself uh, three minutes of fame. 
Last but not least, be sure to check us out on AfroSapioFoul.com for everything AfroSapioFoul. This is Johnny Silvercloud, the soul brother number one of a kind, signing out. Peace.